When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to House of League for this special edition to do with IMG's new grading proposals. On Thursday, the sport's new strategic consultants mapped out their recommendations for the new system, which they intend to go live with in 2025, subject to approval next month. During this episode, we're going to be hearing from a number of figures that were in that meeting today to not only get their views, but add more detail to the five-point proposal. In a statement and subsequent presentation released by the RFL, it outlined the key criteria, fandom, finance, on-field performance, stadium and catchment. But what do all these mean? To add more context, we spoke to Rodri Jones, the Managing Director of Rugby League Commercial, and Tony Sutton, the Interim Chief Executive Operator of the Rugby Football League. How would you say today has gone in terms of reaction to it, response to it from the from the clubs? I would say overall positive. Um, we hoped that it would land positively. Mm-hmm. I believe it has. You are clearly not going to get total buy-in from the start from certain clubs. Mm-hmm. We've had a fairly healthy debate uh, where clubs have aired comments, posed questions, provided their position on what their initial thoughts are. But we've now got six weeks of consultation, three drop-in, sens- uh, three drop-in sessions, um, before we come back on the 19th of April where we can, I guess, iron out some of those questions and queries mm-hmm. and work with those clubs who perhaps aren't totally with us at the moment, mm-hmm. but we'd hope to be able to get there by the 19th of April. Yeah, I thought it went exactly as I hoped it would. But one of the worst things you can do is talk a lot and get a lot of silence. Yeah. So the questions were great. Um, I thought they reflected the level of presentation we could do today. The point of the consultation sessions is peel back the onion, get right into the guts of it. The best thing we can achieve over the next few weeks is that when people come to vote on it, they know exactly, exactly how it works and they understand it and they've taken the time to think it through and reflect on it. So it went as I hoped today. I thought everybody was engaged, which is very positive. I suppose from a supporter's perspective, what they'll want clarity on more than anything is just how the scoring system works. Because ultimately, that's the, the the important thing. Can you just for anyone who maybe hasn't hasn't seen the presentation, who maybe doesn't quite understand it, can you just explain to us exactly how this is going to work and how it will, um, and how on a year by year basis it's going to determine effectively what will be promotion relegation if if 
such a thing were to materialise? So, uh, in effect, the criteria, there are five criteria, okay? So, fandom, performance, stadium, finances and catchment. Take fandom, performance and finance. They have a scoring of five each, so 15 points. And then the other two make up the other five points. Three for stadium and two for catchment. So as you break those criteria out, um, the five fandom is broken into uh, two and a half for attendances, one for viewership and one and a half for digital social media presence engagement, for example. So each, each of the... Each of the core criteria then broken down again. So clubs can quite easily sit, and we will, post April the 19th. If clubs want to sit down with us and go through exactly their scoring, we're happy to do that. Um, so in effect, you've got your five criteria. You can gain points in all five criteria. Um, the uh, criteria for fandom, performance and finance are weighted heavily, most heaviest, because we believe those are the three key principles. The other two around stadium and catchment are weighted accordingly for their importance. We believe their importance. But ultimately, performance is still a key part of criteria and ultimately a key part of going up the league table, albeit it's not the be-all and end-all. So it has slightly shifted away from 100% on-field. It has It has shifted, but it's still a component key component part to, to the criteria. Just just on the performance thing, and just as an example, say, the team that finishes bottom of Super League, would they score higher than the team that won the championship? Because ultimately they'll have finished in a 37-36 in a team league structure and technically finished higher, but will there be a reward for winning the championship? So, probably two separate bits there. Mm-hmm. So, to answer the first part, so, we have 36 clubs at the moment every club will get a rank in terms of their finishing league position and they'll be able to score accordingly so out of the four points that are available on league table finishing position over the last three years they've finished top let's say they've finished top so they would score a maximum of four points let's say the second best ranked club they would get 3.9 points 3.8 3.73 all the way down okay so everybody gets a foundation score based on their previous three years league structure we then have the additional point which is around winning competitions so the super league competition is worth 0.75 points you win the challenge cup 0.25 points so if you win the double you get five points you've got the most number of points you can possibly get so your 12 super league club gets a rank based on their league table Um, the 13th club in the competition, or in the league structure, sorry, they would be 0.1205% shorter than the team in 12th, by virtue that they finished 13th. Yeah. However, they have the opportunity to win the championship competition, which is worth points, and also the 1895 competition, which is also worth points. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there is a foundation score based on your league position, but you have the ability by winning on the field, winning competitions by scoring more points mm-hmm. in that. So now, because performance is only twenty-five percent of the total score, yes, it's weighted favourably on performance. Mm-hmm. However, there are other criteria that might mean because of their other scores in the other criteria aren't strong enough to get them above 
uh, in effect, a 12th place Super League club. And there's also the Grade A um, safety blanket. Let's assume they receive an A grade, uh, A grade score. They finished 12th in Super League last year, not 11th, they finished 12th. They would not go down no. because they're a Grade A club. We mm. want to keep Grade A clubs in the top division. Well, one question I would ask on this is, say for a championship club, they, they might say that there is, because attendance is obviously one category, they might say there is a, a ceiling on what they could get. Let's say because you know they don't have St Helens or Leeds travelling to them, they instead maybe have a club that they don't bring as many supporters. They may say we don't because of the Super League funded and the distribution. They don't have the finance to do what maybe some of the Super League clubs can do to then tick tick that box, so to speak. What would what would you say to to those clubs that are maybe feeling like that? How how do they effectively go around that? I would say that what they're able to do with that one of the aims of this was you'd be able to stick a plan on the wall and look where to either invest or spend resource or spend time or spend energy and effort to be able to achieve what you've exactly what you've just said currently that's all on field so that's all on player market it's a bit on coaches it's a bit on wraparound facility etc this gives you a much clearer roadmap as to how you might want to achieve that particularly over a longer term basis the point of measuring things outside performance which should always be a big driver in this and is one of the top three drivers Mm -hmm. is it drives other behaviours as well so positive experiences for fans in stadia uh, positive standards the driving of standards up why more fans into games more viewers more people watching broadcast more resource more investment in the game it's the virtuous circle that we're trying to break into and to your point on attendances sorry um yeah you're right you know Leeds will, by virtue of being a big club, will be able to score, you know, more points on attendances. However, it's not it's not an elite table structure like it is on performance. No. So, if you are a championship club doing six, seven thousand, let's say, and that's really as far as you're going to get, it's not that you're going to be graded fourteenth club in the league. You're going to get the middle grade. So, for the two and a half points available that Leeds might get, let's say. It might be that that championship club get 1.75 or two points because they are actually maximising their potential. That's that's probably an important thing to raise. Then here, it's not a not everything is going to be like on field where it's no. one to thirty six. On field is the only uh, is the only one. Right. Okay. Is the only one. Okay. The rest of it is banded, yeah, and therefore you meet that you get the points that come with that band, and therefore there's not an absolute gap from top to bottom as yeah, really. And then obviously, so then. For say, I'm not going to use clubs because I think it's disrespectful, but a, a club at the lower end of Super League attendance as compared to a club at the top end of the, that club, the championship isn't going to get punished because effectively they, they're going to be the same. Right. Right. Okay. It's the gap between getting half a point, a point or a point and a half, not the gap between the 13,000 average and a 3,000 average. And it's two out of five points, or two and a half points out of five five out of 20 mm-hmm. so it's it's weighted it's it, it's weighted accordingly but it's not the only thing that they're going to get scored on okay mm-hmm. and the key to that is transparency yeah everybody knows where the points comes from clubs know where they are we'll run the data through with them this year we'll run it at the end of the year we'll run it under next year they will see where they score mm-hmm. and therefore they'll see where they can spend that time energy effort resource yeah. to be able to improve that our aim is they, you've got the most amount of information at the moment but after that, that they maximise their opportunities under it and they maximise their scoring under it. And ju- just in terms of a timeline from here then, how does this look f- 
from getting it approved on April 19th, hopefully, when will clubs start being assessed? Because you'll have a date when you give them the scores, but obviously there's a lot of work to go through before that, or have you already done that sort of work? So the aim in terms of timelines being, as you have said, vote on April 19th, in the summer, individual work with clubs with their individual data that we can deliver at that point. Mm. So that would show them how it's working for them, what the mechanic is and where their drivers are and their wins and losses, if you like. At the end of this season, that will then be done for everybody at the same time so they'd have an indicative score and therefore position for 24, but that would only be indicative. At the end of 24, we'd do the whole thing again and that would then count for 2025. Mm-hmm. Two elements in addition to that. One, um, delivery of information to clubs in forms of a handbook so they, ex- they exactly understand how it works. And back to my point about the information being a, a good level for them so they understand it. Uh, but secondly, also... Uh, effectively a dashboard with their real data in where they can turn the dials and say well if my crowd went up or my performance score went up or my facility score went up what would it mean (laughs) with their live data in it so they can then look at the decisions that they want to take and that's when it starts to turn into a business plan that drives positive behaviours which is the overall aim for this so that's the time scale and I and I guess two things really today was not about the league table Today was about the criteria and the theory. Mm-hmm. That's the process that we're going through now. And the reason why there isn't a league table as well is because we want it to be as up-to-date as possible. So we have to... So key criteria, we've talked about performance, mm-hmm. so we need to let the season run this, this year, and also financial performance from last year. So a lot of clubs at the moment are filing end-of-year accounts. Yeah. So we need those to come in before clubs can get an actual real financial scoring out of the criteria. The catchment area, could you just expand a little bit on, on that for, in the sense of, is it down to, I think community clubs were mentioned in the, in the broad, in the broad area. When you're thinking about catchment, are you talking about things like how many Sky subscriptions it might sell or things like that? Or is that not a, is that not a part of it? I'm thinking population there as well as, you know. It's as simple as that, really. So the area population area, mm-hmm. so that's taken from official sources, ONS, um, census, etc., divided by the number of clubs in that area. It's, it, I'm going to say it's a, quite a relatively simple equation to work yeah. out. Yeah. The key for us and the key data is, is this actual population number and yeah. making sure that is absolutely correct for that area. And how far does do the so area population, how wide are the population? It'll, I mean, it'll be case by case, I'm assuming. That's exactly right. It, it's not... And We did model, or AMG did model, 5-mile radius, 10-mile radius, 15-mile okay. radius, but it's the population area as defined by the, the area that that club yeah. is in. So... Uh, not picking out examples, but the area that club is in, so it's different for each one, and therefore simply divided by the number of champs and league one, sorry, uh, Super League and Championship clubs within that area as well. Okay, uh, and very finally, into once this system's implemented, uh, at what point of the year would you plan to actually give those gradings out? All I'm thinking here is, let's say, as an example, a club in the Championship gets a grade A and they're they're going up, they'll need some planning yeah, yeah. time what this so how how exactly is how the timelines up with that so t- time frames will be similar when it so let's say we're going to 2024 end of the summer beginning of that september period that is when we'd release that league table yeah. pending the end of season results going into the 25 league structure 
one of the pieces of feedback we got from the broadcaster through all the consultation was around um, drama at the end of the year. Yes, you've got your grand final, you've got your playoffs, you've got your knockout games, but there is also drama in the middle for the playoff positions. There's also drama at the bottom of the table. Don't lose it. So taking that into account, we have to work out a way where we can actually create a peak of, I guess, publicity mm-hmm. in all of this by yeah. saying, actually, if Club A win their next two games, get into the playoffs, they're going to go up the league table, yeah, yeah, etc. So, so that's probably time frames at the moment. But I think we'll probably, well, we need to solidify that over the course of the next couple of months. Roger Jones and Tony Sutton there giving a little bit more of an explanation behind the new grading system. Up next, and shortly, we're going to hear from Gary Heverington, John Minars and Glenn Goodchild from Leeds Rhinos, Wakefield Trinity and York Knights, respectively. But first, let's hear from the biggest dissenting voice of the proposals put forward by ANG, which come from Keithley Cougars. Here are Kue Garcia and Ryan O'Neill. It's worse than I expected, is the truth. I think you've got to have um, a PhD in uh, astrophysics to understand the grading system that they've put in place. Um, it's not sport, it's, it's so technical that it's going to turn the fans away in droves. We came with an open mind, we, 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 we were sceptical, we came with an open mind and um, that open mind closed very quickly when I saw the technical detail that clubs have to go through literally to be graded. It's just absolutely crazy, it's not sport. It's going to be a closed shop. And what, what, what they are being clever and quite wise in portraying this whole uh, new structure, you know, they are, they, they are avoiding the word relegation and promotion quite wisely because then they don't have backlash from fans. But fundamentally, if you see the structure on, on what you have to score here, the, the system is designed for Super League clubs to remain at the top and those at the bottom, Championship and League One. If these votes get approved, it will cement our future there because year in, year out, you're going to be playing the same teams. And, and that's the fundamental of sports, that it should be competitive, you know, so, so fans come and that there is that feel that you might go up next season or you come down, so let's support the team to, to bring them back up to, to where it should be, you know, and that's the fundamentals there that they don't seem to grasp. I even said in the room, you know, I was quite vocal, vocal against them saying, you know, you don't seem, you, you are very data focused. <laughs> But, but you don't seem you don't to see it. that, that, that the sports, the heartland, they are being, being so important to communities in towns. And, and you will kill that if you, if you don't allow people to go up and, and sponsors. Why would anyone be interested if, if, to come and support Kifli Cougars? If there is just that, that ceiling that you can achieve playing the same teams that you're going to play? What they're creating is an elite cartel. Um, and it's just, the whole thing is elitist. It's, it's protecting the few. Um, they want to get to 12 category teams and that's it, it's closed shop. Yeah. So what happens to everyone else? What happens to the sport? Is that the fear that once we get to 12 years, it's all over? That's, that's what I understood. Well, the, the clever, when I say is, they are saying, oh no, every year clubs will get reassessed. Absolutely crazy because, because you know, that there is just a few teams that would reach those categories there that they, they created, but it leaves the door open. So, so, like I said, you know, fans then, they wouldn't have the backlash saying, oh no, you're not actually getting no promotion. You know, it's just a, a clever way, it's marketing. They're very good at marketing, IMG, and that's what they are doing. Why couldn't you conceivably win the championship, build, build your new stand, and, and 
get up? What precludes Keighley from getting into this question? Just one, just to tackle silly things that uh, that this whole proposal means. So attendance, what I exposed there. So you, uh, uh, as one of the categories, you would have to increase your attendances. And I said, the product that you have in championship, it has a ceiling. So the maximum that you achieve is five or six thousand. That is real. You cannot fabricate and think that whatever you do, you can put a magician there in the field, you can have the best players from Super League. You're not going to get a crowd of 10, 15. That is a product for Super League because you have bigger teams, better better uh, uh, derbies, you know. So so it's just the product itself. So for us, carefully, you know, we will never reach a 10,000 capacity. Let, let's just be honest about it. You know, the, our population there, our our area, even even playing the likes of Bradford, you know, we are just going to get the ceiling. But if we were, if we had the chance to go after Super League and then you play Leeds and then you play Warrington, obviously you're going to reach the 10,000. So that's when it defeats, it contradicts itself in the points that they make, oh, increase your crowds. But hold on, we are not allowing you to increase your crowds because you have to stay there in championship and you're going to play your Bathleys, your, 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 you know, uh, uh, Swinton. I'm sorry, 10,000, they are not going to come to watch that product and allowing this to go up, come down, that's when it's exciting. They're taking away opportunity, is what they're doing. Um, so what Carrie just said there is, is a perfect example. If we have the opportunity to play St Helens, we're going to get 10,000 people, but we won't be given the opportunity because they're going to be protected, they're going to be elites. Yep. So it, it, it's, it's not fair, fair to play field. Yes, and it is a direction of travel, uh, which uh, I think everybody in the game is, uh, is supportive of. Uh, so yes, a bit more information for clubs today, which was uh, helpful. Uh, and the thing that's interesting is uh, is all the criteria is going to be supported and backed and, ev and evaluated by very rigorous data yeah. and, uh, and metrics, uh, which is in many ways unprecedented for mm -hmm. our game. We've never gone, we've always based decisions on assumption and opinion. Yeah. Uh, and we're still doing that in, to a certain extent, but this time it's going to be supported with evidence and data. There's one club outside Super League that are saying once the, the category A, there's enough category A clubs to, to fill Super League then they'll put the shutters down and and you won't be... No, that, that's, not, that's not correct uh, and what, what what has been articulated is that the the, the plan and the, the hope and the ambition is to grow the number of Super League yeah. clubs and grow the size of the Super League so that's so that the, the size of Super League is only limited by the number yeah, of A clubs that ultimately uh, get developed yeah. and the hope is that uh, you know we've got enough clubs uh, to actually progress to an A standard uh, and you know there may be other clubs come into the game in years to come who also can get to that standard yeah, as well. Yeah obviously Leeds should be alright looking at the criteria but some clubs are worried that they could win the championship grand final and then the team that finished sixth could be have more points, that kind of thing. Can you understand that there's a bit of concern around that? Absolutely, bit? yes. And I think there's uh, a lot more thought uh, needs to go into that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think that, that point was made today. This is, yeah. in many ways, a presentation and a, and a recommendation, but caveated by the fact that it is a work in progress. Yeah. And there's a lot more thinking and talking and all, uh, to be done before actual decisions are made. Uh, well, there's still consultations to be done, and yeah. that's been, you know, offered as part of the next stage. But we still remain broadly positive about, uh, you know, the, the criteria. They make sense, and the general direction of travel. We're uh, we're continuing to be happy with. Yeah. Them. Where do you feel you sit as a club? 
Now um, on, on the back of that, if you're trying to weigh it up and go through, and I think uh, sort up it's a points. bit it's a bit early to uh, to have done all the calculations, no, no, but, but but in the mix, I think yeah. it's worth to say. I think you know we think we think with all the things that we're doing back at Bellevue and so on that uh, that we're we're still remaining in a good place. The way it's divvied up as well. I mean, you know, performance twenty five percent things like that. Does it, does it seem fair? Does it seem like a fair split? Yeah, I, I, as I said, I think yeah, I think we, we're happy with the you know taking it away from completely based on performance, which it was 100 percent, and now it's 25, yeah, and and taking a lot of other things. But there's still some conversations to be had with people about things that might should get included and so on. So yeah, we, uh, yeah, we're, say it's no, no shocks and surprises today, and uh, you know still happy with where we're going. You know, there's never going to be a scenario where every club um, feels that you know it's complete for them, which I think is probably the fair place to land. Um, from a standpoint of balance in, in the in the system that builds the rank, I think it's it's fair. Right. Um, you know, having the the performance element be a quarter of it, having you know the, the facilities element be a quarter of it, and, and all the rest of the breakdown. I'm sure you guys have seen. Mm. Um, oh, there's no surprises in there for me. There's zero surprises. I think the the great thing is that it reassured a lot of the hopes that myself and a lot of other club you know uh, probably shared. I think it's built on sustainability. I think it's built on growth. Um, I think it's built on, honestly, um, getting this beautiful product into new markets, but doing it in a way where you don't lose the old ones. You know, that's the balance. And I think that they've probably struck um, a decent, you know, a decent standing to do that. I know you've always been hopeful, optimistic, mm. but where you are geographically puts you at. A good advantage. Yeah, yeah, Do you still yeah. feel that this system gives you that advantage well, I as think, well? I think, I think the uh, the fact that I bought the club indicates that I think York is a special place. Yeah. You know, it's not somewhere that I grew up in and I was attached to. It's somewhere where I looked at it from a from a clinical business standpoint. It made a lot of sense. I hope that the way I saw it before purchase is the way that a lot of other people can also see it and, and that it fits a lot of those categories moving forward. One championship club has just come out and said they feel it's rigged in favour of clubs already in Super League. I mean, is that a sentiment you'd, you'd share? Oh, I, I can't imagine which club that would be. <laughs> well, I was just trying to be diplomatic. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think they made their mind up that whatever opportunity was going to come along wasn't going to be good enough for them and, and that's their decision, mate. I can't speak for them. I don't think I should. Um, what I can say is that it's it's not a fairy tale for us, you know. We've got a lot of hard work to do, but I think that the clarity and the communication and the opportunity is fair across the board. And if you can't tick those boxes, should you be in the top tier? The thoughts of several Super League and Championship clubs there after what was proposed today by IMG. That's where we'll wrap up this. Plenty more to come from the likes of Roger Jones, Tony Sutton, and clubs across Super League, Championship, and League One. Big weekend of Rugby League ahead. Make sure you avoid the snow, but beyond anything else, enjoy your Rugby League. Take care. 